Welcome to the Give Them Something to Talk About podcast brought to you by She Tribe. Hello, everyone. This is one of your hosts, Hope. And I'm sure at this point you're wondering, who is this woman? I don't recognize her. She seems different. Her voice is different. And you wouldn't be wrong because today, well, as of 6 p.m. last night, I am the proud owner of Curtain Dangs. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Big, big changes happening over here. And for like probably the 95% of the population who doesn't know what curtain bangs are, it's almost like you have bangs, but you chopped off like the middle section. So it's just these like beautiful side wispies that come to the side. And it's ba- it's basically 70 vibes. And I decided, you know what, you guys, it's COVID. I don't know how much longer we're going to be here. I'm young, fresh and free. It's time to change things up. So I look like a 70s model. You'll get used to my voice and kind of the way I'm acting. <laughs> but I just wanted to get everyone on the same page in case like you don't realize who I am throughout this podcast. No, thank you for clarifying. And throughout the <laughs> podcast, we'll just kind of pop in and remind you of whose voice is who. But you look fabulous, Hope. I just think oh that gosh. you are rocking these curtain bangs with I such am- grace. I am trying. And if you guys don't think I paid Allie $20 to tell me my current <laughs> bangs look good, you would be wrong. No, you have like big bang energy. No, I, you're right. BBE. And I mean that two ways. You have big bang energy as in like the BDE that we all know mm-hmm. too well, men oh. with that big D energy. D. Yep, yep, um, yep. And then also like you were channeling Kaylee Kuko, Kylie Kuko, and she no. is she's on the Big Bang Theory. So she's on the oh, look at you making those connections. Honestly, <laughs> I did not worry, know where you were headed there. Really Transparently, I didn't know if that was the name of the show. And as I was halfway through, I'm like, we're just gonna do it. See what we're, happens. We're committing because it's 2021. We're committing. On the note of committing, Hope and I like to say. On days where things are feeling just like a little bit more treacherous, like you're, for example, right now, we are experiencing a snowstorm. It's a Sunday. I'm on like a solid four hours of sleep. And I mean that wholeheartedly. That's not made up. It's one of those moments where you feel like you're at rock bottom, but you're still showing up to do what you got to do. We like to use the phrase, gotta want it. You gotta effing want it. And gotta effing want it is when you are crawling on the floor with nothing left and you decide, you know what, I'm going to get up on my feet. It's like when you're in an octagon cage and you're just getting railed on and you know what, you keep going. And why I made that octagon reference (laughs) is because I am engaged to an MMA enthusiast. And I would also like to point out that Allie got four hours of sleep. And this morning I got to dig my fiance and I's car out of a treacherous, treacherous experience because we were stuck in an alley. Yeah. Alley, what I didn't tell you is there was a BMW maybe 300 yards away. They were also stuck in the snow. So yeah. it felt like this very collaborative environment. <laughs> and when they were done shuffling and getting their car back in the garage, these sweet, sweet men came and helped us. Oh, wow. And between the five of us, because my landlord had to come down too. I mean, it was a full, full effing squad. And did, you know you, did you guys break out into like, and we'll rise up? Oh my God. <laughs> Allie, we should have. And also, I was useless. There weren't enough shovels. So it's not like I was out there shoveling. And they kept being like, can you get in the car in reverse? But you don't understand. There's like a one inch, inch thick 
trail you have to you have to follow because that's what's dug out because that's where David initially drive. If you get off of that one inch sliver, you're effed. You are back in a snow plow that you have to get on your hands and knees and dig out. Yeah. As you're like out there shoveling, there mm-hmm. is a major, you know, snowstorm. That's a moment where you're like, I chose to live in Chicago. Like this is a gotta want it moment. No, it, it really was. Yeah. We dug and deep on that. That is another gotta want it moment is when, I mean, you're like driving to your significant other's great aunt's house that's two hours away you're like hungover but you really like you really want your relationship to work so you're like this is a gotta want it moment yep yeah and also like a gotta want a moment is when you get to work and you look around and you're like wow i have 150 unread email messages and i only have half of my french press left that's where you dig deep to your early 20s when you're at Lollapalooza, just effing raving and dancing. You you call upon that version of yourself and she shows up, you know? <laughs> so there you go. Uh, my family also says, so my family says, gotta want it. And they also say, in every situation, there's a low point and this is it. And I feel like that that's what today was, but this is a positive effing podcast. And you know what? I took I took a photo shoot out in the snow today. I was just like feeling myself, feeling my hair. This was post car getting stuck in six inches of snow. And I was just a model. I was out there with these boots I stole from Allie. I was wearing Allie's coat. I probably was wearing Allie's linen pants. Wait, what boots do you have? Oh my gosh. Your knockoff, my knockoff version of your Mark Fishers. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to give you credit where credit is due because you are an influencer in the space of boots. And I, I felt authentic to not just give you a, a full round of applause so that means a lot thank you Hope. no you're so I, it's, it's really annoying that you just got your hair done so fabulously and then you had to go out and shovel snow like oh. you should get it should be one or the other <laughs> wait and then you know what I also forgot about is wh- how bangs cannot stand up to any element heat nor snow the moment a small small snowflake hits your bangs, they automatically separate and you look like the guy from <laughs> summer. Like there's no easy trans. I'm like trying to be in it. I have a hood on. It smashed my head down. Lloyd's Christmas, right? Is it oh, yes. Christmas? It's like when you went to photo day and they got the boys and they had those sanitized combs and they just parted their hair down the middle <laughs> and just pasted it down. That's what I currently look like right now. Yes, that is, I mean, honestly, you don't look like that because I can see you, but you, you look like a glam version of that. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. And I will pay you 10 extra dollars. Yeah, thank you that. so much. We're racking up this bill today. <laughs> we are racks on racks on racks. Hey! Racks on racks. Well, today we thought we should talk about the freaking secrets. Oh, actually, before we get into that, I just need to comment why as adults, no one can keep a secret. This I don't understand. You know, when you get good juicy gossip and you're like, no, I won't tell anyone. But then you tell your three friends who like, <laughs> you know, will keep their mouth shut. I feel like that's where it goes wrong. I know so many girlfriends who like their surprise party got ruined. Someone knew they were getting proposed and actually let it slip. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're chatty Cathy's, but middle schoolers keep secrets better than adults. Yeah. Well, now too, I think like with social media and everything that's just digital, it allows women. So this is less about secrets, but more about like 
uncovering secrets. Mm. Oh my goodness. Like every woman, let's just say that has access to a laptop is immediately going to find out when they're getting proposed to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you have two hands and 10 fingers, you know when you're getting that ring. And that's because you have access to the internet and potentially their phone and email. So, Oh, you know what is a just terrible incident for, you know, whoever's proposing, but not for the person who's getting proposed to is when you go on the computer and you get served an ad and it's for engagement rings and you're like, shiz, bit, I'm getting a proposed to. And now I know the exact ring because it's featured in the ad. Really? I never experienced that. Was Devin really good? Was he like low key? Did you have any idea? I mean, you no. knew he was going to propose. Him. I actually, I know I just said that everyone knows when they're getting engaged. I actually did not know. He was so good. He, but he did ever, he took all the right steps because he knows I'm an FBI agent. So oh, he, yeah. like he changed, um, I think both my mom, my sister and the jeweler's name in his phone to be just random dude names because I would not, he'd be like, yeah, that's like this kid from work. And I, I, I don't question that, but say the name you know, Jessica came up, I'd be, you know, I'd probably break up with him. So no, yeah. I pretend I'm the cool girl. I'm like, David, it's totally okay for you to have female friends. And then the moment a phone lights up and it's like, Carrie, I'm like, who's the, okay. I just yelled really loud. You know what I mean? It's like, I need, I need her social. I need her resume. I need her birth certificate. I need references. Yeah. No, when I said you could have female friends, I didn't mean that you get to choose. You get to be (laughs) friends with my friends and that's the extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not no, that no, cool. That makes sense. No. Relax, Hope. You really need to rein that in. <laughs> he can't be talking to a random Jessica, okay? No, no, no. And I don't know what it is with the name Jessica, but it just, she sounds sneaky, you know? She's a snake. She's a snake in the grass. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll get back on topic. Today, we want to talk about secrets no one told you. I feel like just right off the bat, hence how tired I am, like, why did we not appreciate naps when we were able oh my god we used to cry like get in your room take a nap no I had no desire to and now I would I would probably hurt I would hurt someone in order to have some time for a nap no I think about I would pay money like maybe twenty dollars for where we work to have a sleep pod yeah google you know I was thinking about sleep pods and how like okay that would be great to have in your office but there should be sleep pods or like recharge centers around the city where you can like rent a locker basically, or not mm-hmm. a locker, but like an actual pod. And it's a, it's a reservation system. But the thing is, is it starts to get into creepy prostitution territory. Mm-hmm. If like, if someone reserved a room and like someone else went with that, it just, that's what You're you right. don't want. Yeah, you're right. There are some um, bacteria and germ situations. They'd have yeah. to flush out. And just sketchiness that if I invent this idea, I'm not I'm not willing to deal with. Yeah, you're not willing to implement. You want to be a silent investor with like very <laughs> low, very low in, like intro. In no, case. I need like a GameStop return with very oh, little involvement. Oh my God. If I have to hear about GameStop, yeah, one I'm so time. sorry I even said that. No. Like I don't, I don't want to go there, but I don't want to go there either. Where I do want to go is that I was a frequent visitor of GameStop because my brother <laughs> like lived in there, and I was the cool girl who like got the N64 controller that was set up at GameStop and played Donkey Kong with like the Kong basically in that little trailer truck going through like a basement. I was very competitive. I did not let anyone play. Like, I'm like, sucker, you can sit here until I decide I'm done with Donkey Kong. No 20 minute limit. You know what I mean? Like I am 
hunkered the F <laughs> in. So I feel like someone should have gifted me GameStop stock, GameStop stock, because, you know, I'm a frequent flyer, but that is neither here nor there. I agree with the sleep. Also lately I'm, I've been, oh, I can get off with six to seven hours. Sweetie, you, I need 10 to 12. I am not an eight hour sleep girl. I need to be like a koala basic. If I'm up, I'm either eating or sleeping. That's, that's what my designated spot is. Are you an eight hour sleeper? Like, do you feel good after eight? The thing is I never feel good, but I, I actually have like, I I'm really immature because I sometimes need like 10 hours of sleep to feel right. I'm like, oh yeah, it was a hard night. I only got like a solid nine. So I'm going to have to probably nap during lunch. When I was in my early twenties and I went out like not during the week, but on the weekend, like I would go out on Friday, stay up to like maybe three or four in the morning. And then I'd sleep till three, four morning in the afternoon. Like that was coach and you had nothing going on really. Yeah. So you could just <laughs> That was the life. Like you literally just had nowhere to be, nothing to do. No one expecting yep. anything out of you. Now yep. it's, you know, I think it's self-induced. Like probably no one needs me or wants me, but yep. I just, I'm like, <gasps> like if you oversleep for a second, you're like, <gasps> you wake no. up in pure panic that no. God forbid someone texted you about a non-urgent matter and you missed no. it by a few hours. No, but the thing is, is we're always on call because she tribe is, we're basically doctors in the content space. So we have like a little <laughs> beeper that goes off and that's, you know. Oh, I need to tell you. So Devin is on pager slash beeper once, I think like once a month for a week. So once a month for a week, we, you know, hate each other no. because in the middle of the night, he has to set a pager that goes that, that wakes him up. So he's not really like a light sleeper. So he needs <laughs> the most intense beep of the beep, but I am the lightest sleeper. So lately his, his sound and I kid you not goes, ah, 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 and I immediately wake up and think we're under attack and we are, you know, yeah. about to it's like the perch like, sound. You're like, it's the perch. It. I like immediately sounds. run, pick up like a pipe and just start saying, I'm like naked. I'm like, let's go. No. Oh it's gosh. very, it's traumatizing. Every single night it goes off. You're like, oh, no. that took away a year of my life. No. Um, Actually along those lines too, when Dave and I first started dating, he was like, what would you do if an intruder came in? And I was, I've watched a lot of movies. So I was like, sweetie, <laughs> I have a baseball bat. I like put it by the door and then intruder come in. I'd like wind up my stance and swing at them. And Dave was like, first and foremost, if you had a bat coming, it would not be strong enough to where the person couldn't catch it. Like it might hurt their hand, but I'm not like Mark McGrath or whoever that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, no, it's Patrick. Wait, what's his name? I don't know. You're talking about the boxer? No, I'm talking about the uh, baseball guy from the Cardinals, I think. And then no, he Mark, that... Mark. Um... Yeah, what's his last name? <laughs> He's like a really good player. I'm or or Mark, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Yeah. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah, lots yeah. of like double S's, double M's, double B's. Weird. That is I can't weird. think of the Mark, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's uh, devastating that we can't remember. It's, but It's so yeah. funny that guys... McGuire, Mark McGuire. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. You're right. Six, sporty, sporty. Um, <laughs> sporty spice. I forgot. What were we saying? Oh, every single guy. I don't know if it's just, it, it's got to, it can't just be the guys we know. I feel like every guy in my life thinks that they're prepared for the apocalypse. So mm -hmm. if you, if you were to just say to someone, a group of guys, mm -hmm. what would your plan be if you, if there was an emergency? Every single guy has fully thought this out. They, no, you're right. You're right. But they, they also think that their idea is genius. So they all have different idea, ideas, but it's like 
they all are super confident that they're going to, yeah. they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to outwin. I would say David and I have a half an hour contingency plan where like he's, we haven't practiced, but it's like, go pack the bags, grab the knives in the house, make sure Theo has food. We're rolling into the car. Okay. Well, can I, I'd love to hear what it is if like someone's in the house, like if you don't have time. Oh, oh, okay. Am I alone or is David here? Okay. Let's hear if David's there. Okay. If David's there, he would approach them. (laughs) He would like be like, you should turn around and walk away or I'm going to F you up. And if, He'd either have a knife in his hand if he was prepared, or he'd get behind them and put the neck in the crook of his elbow and pull up so that the person passed away. <laughs> Depending though on the level, like, of, like, is this person have a gun is going to come for us again? Like he might hold on a little bit longer to the, to the balance of death might be closer than the balance of life. This is like, if you guys knew David better, you yeah. would just know that he pra- probably practices this every other yeah. day. So well, <laughs> to be fair, it is a Brazilian jujitsu move. So he does honestly probably practice it every day. No, I know. Like he's very involved in like he's, the personal security industry. You would want him. You'd want him <laughs> on your team if, if a, an apocalypse happened. Let's talk about what I would do if I was alone. Let's talk about us. Yeah. Okay. So first, David always tells me, if you need a weapon to protect yourself, it should be a knife because you could wield a knife. Like think about it, jab them once. Ugh, so I, I want to do that. No, but I never <laughs> have a knife around me. This is the issue. David has told me several times, like have one under the bed or like, know your, and I keep them in the kitchen drawer. So imagine the intruder coming in. He's like rushing towards me. I have to go to the kitchen utensil drawer and pull out a knife. And, and I like, pop- you're like, can I have a minute? Hold on. <laughs> can you hold like 30 seconds? A quick sec. Be right back. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's what I would do because I have a mini taser, but to get that close, they would kill me. I don't have like an option. I feel like I just be like, all right. I mean, <laughs> like, Good let's luck. be real. Let's be real. Uh, You're going to kill me and it's going to happen swiftly. Swiftly. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I'd be really, I'd be really fucked, but I will say my dad did always tell me like some key, key uh, points of advice if someone's like coming after you in the street. So okay. you want to take uh, the palm of your hand, specifically yeah. the bottom part, hit them in the nose. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you hit them in the balls, Abby. Yep. And Obby. then under the knee, like you do something there. I, I assume oh. it's a kick. I assume it's a kick. Oh. And then you throw your wallet. So you throw it far and then sprint the other way. Because yeah. I mean- Let's be real. Despite being billionaires because of She Tribe, like they can take it. They can take it, sweetie. We have so much money in the bank. And also, if I had to sprint anywhere, the guy (laughs) could probably walk. Yeah. You're like, hold on. I'm not like, what is his name? Usain Bolt? Yeah, Usain Bolt. Oh, Usain Bolt. Yeah, we're not, I'm not even in his like largest circle of influence. And so I would, I could probably crawl. Actually, I could probably power walk faster than I could lightly jog and and the stamina point like interesting Interesting. yeah I'd power walk the shit and but one thing I will say is I have a very high-pitched scream so that is working right of course you have to scream yeah 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 yeah. there's been like there's been a um huge influx of carjackings I know in Chicago but also across the country just I don't know why uh can everyone just fucking stop and respect people but But if you're not going to, I heard this piece of advice. Okay. You, well, a lot of people say just like give them the car. Like it's just a thing. You'll file an insurance claim, whatever. But if you're in the car and you see that something weird's about to happen. Yeah. 
like you, you like you step obviously on the whore because no if you're in a somewhat public area like if there's a ton of noise going on everyone looks that way yeah so yeah. just just cause a lot of chaos and then actually that's the only piece of advice I have but to that end what I do to find my car but it's not the purpose is you hit the panic button and it's that it's usually a, like a button on your key remote or sometimes it's on the back side okay, maybe fancy cars don't have it, but it's a button and like all of a sudden goes like, eh, eh. Oh, like the alarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even if you don't have an alarm, there's this thing called the panic button. Oh, maybe. I haven't had a car. Like I've never had my own car in a long time, so I don't know. Well, also, I don't know if you remember this, but I have had a car stolen. And I have. Yes, I remember that in Seattle, right? Yeah, in Seattle. West Seattle is known for terrible carjackings. And we left like the window down accidentally. And they totally got in, hot wired it. And I walked out to go to work and the car wasn't there. I will say in David can third party validate. I was shockingly calm for just having my car stolen. I was like, this is what we do. We call um, Allstate or State Farm. And then we call the police not 911, the non-emergency number. They come, they do a claim. Like I was actually very authentic about it. And in a, in a weird turn of events, I actually made money because I bought the car. It's a long story, but when your car gets totaled, it, you know, it costs too much to repair it. Like you might as well give it away and people then buy those cars and repair it and resell them. So I got the car for like $7,000, but the market value of a normal car was like 12,000. Wait, I'm not totally understanding. They found the car. They, well, because what do you say? You just said a totaled car, but where did that Sorry, come from? I mean, before I bought the car, like the previous owner had basically totaled it. Or of, your, the, of the car that was stolen. It used yeah. To belong, okay, got it. Yeah. So then I bought it after that. It's like not called refurbished, but anyway, I actually made money and I thank God, like ch- deposited the check immediately because the next day they found it. But Honestly, it sounds like you're like a scam artist and- no. No, I know. It, it just happened to be a weird turn of events, but I actually made money. <laughs> Not that I'm suggesting anyone do that unless you have, I cannot remember the name, but it's called like refurbished or something. Don't do it. But I actually have been through a lot of adversity. I've had a car stolen. Okay. What else? That was- <laughs> okay. Maybe it's not as much as adversity no, as I thought. That is a lot. I mean, that is, oh, that's scarring. I- I remembered one in seventh grade, Mandy Moore, how to deal had that basically like men's haircut, very, very short. Like you remember, couldn't put it in a ponytail. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're twins. I could definitely pull this off. So I had a haircutter do it. She, I wouldn't say that's like her zone of excellence. (laughs) And I looked like a shaggy, shaggy dog, like hair length of a dog, maybe six inches, maybe more. And the grow out on that was effing pain. It's like a self-induced. No, it is. It was like a mullet basically for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool people are so cruel. They're yeah. I too have faced diverse or adversity. I'm so sorry. Um, because in third grade in Miss Saharic's class, Uh um, we did a spelling bee and Uh this is like when words weren't, you know, the easiest for all of us. So let's just say the spelling bee was pretty easy. Yeah. And so the whole thing, like you had to, they'd be like, okay, Allie, you're up next. And they'd say yep. step forward mm-hmm. or say the word, step forward, spell it, step back, say it one more time. Okay. So if the word was um, computer, you'd go computer, C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R, computer. 
Um, however, my word as I stepped up was I. And in the moment, I, I don't, I'm just realizing now that, you know what, I'm just realizing now they probably meant like the body part. Yeah. But I was a little, I thought they meant the word I as in like oh, no. I am. And I was giggling. I was like, wait, what? And so I go, I, 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 and I just let out a big fart because I was no. <laughs> Allison, are you kidding? Well, you said adversity and let's just let it all out on the podcast. Literally let it out. And also in second grade, I was misspelling B <laughs> and my word was orchard. Which in second grade is yeah. aggressive. So I was like, oh, orchard. O-R-C-H-A. Wait, that's really good. <laughs> okay, for second grade, but I couldn't finish it. And the devastation. Okay, when you're walking up to a spelling bee and it's your turn, it's like the, the world stands still. <laughs> Everything goes quiet. And I misspelled it, stepped back, and all of a sudden I could hear all the sound. And it sounded like people were booing. Yeah. And- in second grade, the stakes are pretty low, but I will never forget Orchard for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know That's what? Like, word. I find myself, and this is, like, pretty pathetic, but um, you know how, like, if you know you're on deck, you have to, like, keep remembering what you want to say. You keep reminding yourself, okay, Orchard, O-R-C-H-A-R-D, yeah. Orchard. Um, like, as, as we're going around uh, – you know, a room at work or we're in a meeting and everyone's going around saying their name. Like sometimes I'll have to be like, wait, okay, my name is this. This is my role. Like I have to remind myself these things. And it's like, this is this, that fear of just like forgetting what to say or how to say something is always there. It has not gone away since that, you know, third grade fart. Mm -mm. And also I present a lot for work and I promise you I speak and then black out. If you were to ask me one sentence I said during that presentation, I could probably convey the meaning, but I can never say it the same sense. No, no, it's it's a coping mechanism. Just black it out. And if you fail, you won't remember. (laughs) Well, that's why like people who do stand up comedy or like repeat the same thing over and over in the exact same delivery. Yeah, that is an extreme skill. Wait, I was just having a conversation about this, about comedians versus musicians and we were talking about how musicians can write one song and they can sing it forever. A comedian has to come up with new material every single year. Yeah. And and the amount of like balls you have to have to stand up on a stage with a mic and try to make people laugh. I think it's the only one job that I honestly would have to pass away. I don't think <laughs> I could- I don't think I could get up on the stage. I would be, I'd pass out. And that's so funny because I feel like you actually are a weekly comedian. Like on this podcast, you make me laugh. Um, And every week it's not practiced. You're right. You're right. But I think that's because my life has been so tragic. And we're just like sitting behind a computer. It's very different putting people out, like putting themselves out there on a stage. Yeah. I I haven't mentioned her in a while, but a place where I think Heather McMahon and I would, would differ is that she's able to be a comedian and I'm not, but everything else we're, we're very, very similar. And what's cool. Yeah. I guess you're right about the, the musician is they could also like, you know, sometimes Ariana Grande will be like, thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. But if she's feeling a certain way, she'll be like, thank you. You know, like no one judges people when they kind of change up their song a little. You're right. Like You're if right. it's the freaking VMAs, you know that um, 
like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B is going to sing their song in a different way than they normally do. So no one's like, wow, she messed that up. They're like, wow, that was truly artistic beauty. And comedians like can't really do that. No, it's, it's horrifying. And probably one of my top three fears, it's actually not public speaking, but it being a comedian, but having, seeing people in the eye and watching them boo you. That's never happened. Someone's booed you? you? No, 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 no. I'm saying if I were a comedian first, it's, it's like, devastating time to get up on stage but then to look people in the eye after your joke and they're not laughing and they're like, that wasn't funny yeah I think it might be worse walk out well yeah it's like there's that I'm curious if, there, if we do, is there any stand-up comedians listening here yeah I'd be yeah. curious is it more painful for someone to not laugh or to see people like fake laugh out of pity Ooh, good question yeah I don't know comedians dm us um <laughs> Also, while we've been in this podcast, I am in a position that is meant for Russian gymnasts. Like I just had my <laughs> foot wedged into my leg and it lost feeling and then tingled and my back hurts. Like, Allie, let's talk about this. Hope that's called gotta want it energy. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You guys, there's always a dip. As Tony Robbins says, there's a dip. Now I'm getting out of the dip and I'm back in it. I'm back in it. But it's not unfair to say that as you get older, well, you know all about this. What happened like when you turned 30? Everything hurts. Everything hurts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Like I wake up each day and so do you and we have a new ailment. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. It's like one day you wake up, you have a migraine that literally makes you black out, but you're still expected to work. The next day I hit my toe on the coffee table. I told David it was broken. He's like, Hope, you're able to move it. It isn't broken. Well, but what are you, you can't do anything for a broken toe, can oh, you? Oh my God. No, and it's hurt so long for so bad. It's probably just sprained. And no offense, guys, but I use my toe a lot. It's kind yeah. of how you get around. Well, it's, so- yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there are plenty of things worse, but like, there's something just really annoying about when you stub your toe because, like, oh. you're like, did, did that really have to, like, I'm already having a goddamn shitty day. Yeah. Did that really have to fucking happen on top of this? No, and you're so right, Allie. No one stubs their toe on a good day. No one's like, <laughs> oh, I got engaged. Let me stub my toe. It's always when you're, like, at the bottom of the barrel. No. <laughs> it's just, like, it's the one thing. It's, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. You're like, forget this day. <laughs> It's always the straw that like you're already having, you know, like you don't feel well, you're everything is off. And then just suddenly you must stub your toe and then the toenail is uh, at risk to fall off. Oh, my toenails are the most disgusting things when they fall off. I don't care if you're a runner or a dancer. When you look down and you can see the flesh behind your nail. Transparently, I think toenails are the grossest thing, regardless if they're falling off, like Think about what a toenail is. It's just this little thing growing out of your feet. And then if they're like sharp, if a guy has a sharp toenail or long toenails, you might as well, I could puke. I could puke. That's my number one turnoff, long nails or long toenails. I have long toenails right now. I don't know how to tell you. Oh my God. That is disturbing. It's disgusting. I've been meaning to cut them all day because I haven't really been looking at (laughs) All day. You should be saying all month. (laughs) This is the issue with quarantine and I'll, I'll be quiet after this, but we're in socks so much because it's so cold that I've honestly given a real authentic look at my feet. Well, yeah, 
I think that's like just like winter too. Yeah, there's no like pedicure happening. That's like realigning my expectations. It's the wild, wild west down there. Yeah, you don't really have the same um, vantage point too. Like with your nails, if they're super long, like you can see. Sometimes you can't tell until the nail polish is off your toe that Mm. you are. Oh my! That you are disgusting. (laughs) Wait, that's so right. When you, it's like you unveil the curtain when you take off your nail polish, and you're like. What the frick? <laughs> Am I at a goddamn zoo? We are running a zoo in this house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was just some of the secrets no one tells us. And also, I think I went on four wild tangents. So I hope yeah. everyone can. I'm not off. sure we got out any secrets, but between you and us, like <laughs> it's all good, right? Okay. Well, maybe we'll hit more next week. Maybe. You'll never okay. know. Okay. Well, until then, love bugs. Stay Gucci. Stay classy, San Diego. And if you know what that <laughs> reference is from, DM me immediately. Bye. Bye. Hope he's going to go clip her toenails. Adios. Oh, my gosh. Au revoir. <laughs>